Shimai, Kroiso, and welcome to this, the second bonus episode from Gaul to Glamorgan, where we look into a little bit of the history of Sri Lankan cricket and Sri Lankan cricketers, and also chat to the uncle of current Sri Lankan spin bowler, Lasith Embel Denia. So, in a moment, you'll hear Dr. Andrew Hignell, and that'll be followed by the interview with Janaka Ranwira. So it's Croiso, and welcome back to our Curator's Corner uh, uh, feature, Dr. Andrew Hignell of Glamorgan County Cricket Club and the CC4 Museum of Welsh Cricket. Uh, welcome again, Andrew. Thanks, Steve. Happy New Year. Blow the there with her. And to you. Um, your research for us today has a distinct uh, Sri Lankan, or perhaps to be more historically accurate, Selenese flavour. That's right. I've been uh, doing a fair bit of work recently on one of the the first black cricketers to appear not only in club cricket in South Wales, but to appear in club cricket in the UK, uh, a gentleman called Alfred Holsinger. Yeah, we're talking about uh, someone who uh, came on the scene in Sri Lankan schools cricket and uh, regional cricket in the late 1890s. And the gentleman, Alfred Holsinger, actually spent a year playing as a professional with Llanelli in the summer of 1910. And it's a very interesting story because uh, who knows, if things had gone ever so slightly differently, purely from a financial point of view, he might well have ended up playing for Glamorgan. So how did a Sri Lankan-born cricketer end up coming to Wales? It's a, it's a fascinating story, Steve, because he was the first ever actual professional cricketer from Sri Lanka in the UK. He was the son of a printer and he'd attended the very prestigious St Thomas's College in Colombo. And uh, he was often referred to in the newspapers as the next Ranji. A reference there to Ranjit Singhji, the Indian cricketer, who in fact uh, was carving out uh, a decent career with uh, Sussex in the county championship. Now, whether it was uh, the influence of reading about uh, Ranji's exploits in England or not, I don't know. But what we do know is at the age of 19, uh, Alfred Holsinger travelled to England. Uh, This is the year 1899, he was seeking fame and fortune. Well, he certainly didn't find uh, fortune, but he did find a certain amount of fame as well as love, because within two years, he'd, he was married. Uh, he married a, a lady called Elizabeth, and he hit the headlines in his first year in the UK. He secured an appointment, in fact, on the Isle of Wight with Ride Cricket Club, and he's reputed to have taken a wicket with his first ever ball in the UK. He was a fast bowler, I hasten to add. He also achieved a very, very rare feat in cricket history. This came in a -a 12-a-side match in 1899 for Ride against Hazelwood Cricket Club, He took six wickets during an over, and he then, as I say, achieved the very rare distinction of claiming all 11 wickets in the Hazelwood innings. As I said, it was a -a 12-a-side match, and all of his victims were clean bowled. 
And that tells you probably that he bowled very fast and he bowled, he bowled very straight and he probably bowled a very, very full length. And I've just got visions of a, a series of Yorkers going in and, uh, and the Hazelwood batsman uh, departing, uh, being completely bamboozled. Well, Alfred's success and matches like that led to uh, quite, a bit of, uh, quite a bit of press coverage. He then starts playing in the Ribblesdale League in Lancashire. And he then, in 1907, moved from Lancashire across to Lincoln, where he was attached to the Lincoln Lindham Club. And he was also one of the professionals uh, that Lincolnshire used in the Minor County Championship. He did take 19 wickets during two years with uh, Lincolnshire and came to the attention, clearly, of quite a few other people on the minor county circuit. As a result, and this is where we now uh, have the Welsh connection, he had an offer from Llanelli Cricket Club in 1910 to join them. Would his experience been a very familiar one for professional cricketers at that time, of having to move around to different parts of the country, dependent on where he was uh, given an offer of playing? Absolutely. The phrase journeyman professional had Alfred Holsinger in mind. Alfred would would head off to whichever club, whether it was on the south coast in in eastern England or whether in the case of Llanelli it was in South Wales, they would go off and ply their trade. But what's really interesting, Steve, is that one of the reasons behind Alfred Holsinger moving to South Wales and becoming the first black professional in Welsh cricket was because of Carmarthenshire, who at the time were a minor county. They uh, had joined the minor county championship in 1908. They were trying to emulate what Monmouthshire had done and clearly what Glamorgan had quite successfully done as well. The powers that be within the Carmarthenshire club, uh, gentlemen attached to Carmarthen Cricket Club, also to Llandovery, uh, they had great aspirations. They played their minor county championship matches at Stradi Park in Llanelli, and they, uh, in the winter of 1909-1910, they gave the Llanelli Club uh, £10, which in those days was uh, an awful lot of money, for the use of Stradi Park for uh, their minor county matches, and also to help them in securing a good fast bowler who might qualify for the county. In 1910, Glamorgan were also starting their campaign for recognition as a first-class county. So clearly, here was Alfred Holsinger, uh, desperate to play in uh, English or Welsh county cricket, and by moving from literally one side of the country, from Lincolnshire, across to uh, Llanelli, he was hoping to uh, achieve his dream. He had an outstanding start to his career for Llanelli. The local newspaper, the uh, Llanelli Star, reports, in fact, uh, uh, quite a, in very glowing terms, it must be said, uh, about his debut game against Britain Ferry Town in May 1910. He ended up with figures of six for 12. Uh, Britain Ferry Town were dismissed for just 25, uh, a very, very low score by, uh, by those standards uh, 
in the years before the Great War. And his figures might have been even better had a catch uh, been taken off only the second ball that he bowled. Uh, I, can, uh, I can imagine the ball coming off at uh, great pace. And uh, the local newspaper, if I just quote, uh, said, he kept up a good length throughout. His deliveries were of an almost endless variety and puzzled the batsman to such an extent that the innings ended in complete disarray. Is, are there any indications or hints as to why Holtzinger never went on to have a first-class career? Yes, there are. And it's literally a case of boom and bust because by the middle of the uh, 1910 season, he was certainly the toast of the town. There are lots of uh, references in the newspaper about his further success. Eight for 38 against uh, Neath. Eight for 14 against Ammonford. Seven for eight against the Welsh Regiment. Six for 18 against Cardiff, as well as a hat-trick in another game at Neath. What was remarkable was that uh, at the time, the, the professionals would be able to nominate a particular game as their benefit match. In those days, the professionals would have taken the lion's share of the gate receipt, uh, a blanket or a series of hats would have gone round for a collection. Before the game was even played, over 2,000 tickets were sold. And uh, the local newspaper said uh, long before the advanced time for pitching the wickets, people were wending their way Stradiwoods in such unusually large numbers, one would have thought that there was a rugby match taking place. But it all unfortunately went wrong, not through any fault of him, I should say, because Carmarthenshire continued to struggle. In fact, uh, they had barely won a match in any of their first three seasons uh, in uh, the Minor County Championship. They had mounting losses and they indicated that 1911 would be their final year uh, taking part in the competition. And also Glamorgan's ambitious plans for promotion into first-class cricket, their fundraising campaign in 1910 failed. They didn't get the financial support they needed and then, of course, there was the downswing in the local economy. So great ambitions, great grand dreams. But sadly, uh, everything came down to earth with a bump. And uh, Alfred had to return back to uh, his home in Yorkshire with Mearfield uh, Cricket Club. He did keep in contact, though, with uh, several people in the Llanelli and Swansea area. In 1912 and again in 1913, play uh, for a team called the Players of Glamorgan against the Gentlemen of Glamorgan. It was a game held at the Knoll in Neath. So the cream of the professional talent against the cream of the amateur talent. But by the years leading up to the Great War, his, his talents as a bowler possibly were starting to be on the wane. There are references to uh, Alfred suffering from a shoulder strain. So possibly, uh, had it been 10 years earlier, then maybe his dream would have uh, been achieved. But of course, then in 1914, the outbreak of the First World War, and by the time county cricket resumed, as far as Glamorgan was concerned, in 1920. Alfred was now uh, 40 
and certainly well past his best. Did he stay in Britain? Yeah, he remained in the UK. He played, I gather, for various clubs in in the Liverpool area, uh, West Yorkshire. He played in Tyneside, uh, up near Newcastle upon Tyne. He played in the Durham County League. And in 1928, he became the groundsman at Rishton Cricket Club near Blackburn. And he certainly seemed to be very, very happy. His uh, his family, his children were uh, welcomed and uh, became assimilated, became part of uh, the local community in uh, in West Yorkshire. Sadly, he uh, he passed away in 1942 at his home in Spen Valley. He was only 61, and uh, clearly, uh, all those years of bowling fast. Uh, may have uh, taken their toll. But certainly, as I say, he holds a very, very special place in the cricketing record books as the first black cricketer to appear in club cricket, both in uh, Northern England and in Wales. Okay, uh, Janika Ranawira, have I got your name correct? Uh, Yes, of course, you're right. Okay. Um, Janaka, tell us a little bit about who you are. Hi, my name is Janaka because I live in Sri Lanka. So basically, I'm a businessman. Uh, I'm running a hotel. Basically, I'm a hotelier. Okay. Tell us a little bit about how you came to be living in South Wales. In, uh, I think I moved to Wales uh, 2011. So with my wife, basically, she has done the degree in uh, South Wales University. At that time, uh, I was doing my uh, professional, as a professional chef, so in South Wales. As a hobby, I was a cricketer, so in Sri Lanka, uh, not a professional cricketer. So basically, as a hobby, I did cricket in Sri Lanka, uh, in mercantile cricket. So okay. So I joined with uh, Pontypridd in 2011, summer season. So... That's how I came to Wales and uh, live in the Wales, basically. So did you come for your uh, wife's studies or for your professional studies? No, it's my wife's studies, basically. She has done the business administration and uh, Master of uh, Business Administration in uh, University of South Wales. And where did you live? Uh, in where, Basically in Cardiff. So I lived in Cardiff because of my uh, job. And uh, my wife travelled from Cardiff to Pontypridd. Uh, and how did you make the connection with the cricket club? Basically, there was a little local crowd, pretty decent uh, local crowd in Wales, not like London, but uh, that uh, one of the person who, uh, now he's a senior lecturer in University of South Wales, Leshan Ukgalat, and uh, he's a nice gentleman. And he's the one who in- introduced uh, John Smart and... Uh, one of the Pontypridd cricket member at that time. So through him, I went to the Pontypridd Cricket Club and I joined with them and uh, play with, uh, I was playing three years in Pontypridd Cricket Club. What sort of cricketer are you? I'm a, I'm a batsman. I'm a batsman. Uh, I played in Pontypridd for second eleven and third eleven. Most of the time, uh, second and uh, third. Only one or two times I played in first eleven. So I met a lot of... the Basically, uh, not a professional player. So I played as my hobby. So 
it was really good to meet people and basically in the local community in Wales. So the lovely people are there. What was different about uh, Pontypridd or, or South Wales to Sri Lanka? What were the big things that you noticed that were very different? Uh, <laughs> that is a very hard question. So anyway, uh, when I work in uh, Wales, because I don't have a big commitments, because I don't have a family there, so myself and my wife are a little bit alone. When I got a time, so I what I did was I played the cricket. That is the main reason when I'm in Sri Lanka, so I don't have a time to play cricket, a lot, lot of crickets. But I played a lot of crickets in Wales. In Basically, in Sri Lanka, when I come to Sri Lanka, I have some commitments. So I have to appear for that. So that is the main reason I didn't play much cricket in Sri Lanka. When I was in single, basically not married time, then I played two years in cricket, Sri Lanka, the mercantile cricket. And uh, so cricket... Is a religion in Sri Lanka, you know that it's a, it's a very, uh, it's it's cricket is a passion. So, and the religion in Sri Lanka. Where did you learn to play cricket? Was that at school? From or? school, from school, from school, from school. Obviously, from school, because I played in uh, in Sri Lanka. Basically, the lot of people in every every single schools they having a cricket. And it's quite competitive in schools. They play each other in leagues or competitions. Now, now, now it's quite competitive. Not like in my age, uh, like 18 years, uh, 17 years old. At that time, it's uh, not much competitive. But now it's really competitive. There's I, a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, good players are coming behind each and every, everyone. So, I'm right in thinking. Edwina has told me that you have a very famous nephew. Now, is that right? Uh, Lasith? Yes. Yeah, Lasith Ambuldenia. Yes. Um, he's my nephew. Okay. And he's and currently I, playing in the test match against England? England, of course. Now I'm watching it. Yes, I have the TV on here as well. So um, you must be very proud as a family of him. Of course, yes. Uh, and he's a nice guy. And he's, uh, he's uh, I think he's 24 years old still. So he he uh, he started from he's also started from uh, school cricket. So he he made a lot of records in the school cricket, basically in Sri Lankan school cricket. Uh, I think still he's uh, still his record is not breakable records. One of his schools. So in, he le- he learned in Royal College, in one of the very recognized college in Sri Lanka, the Royal College, and he's very very uh, down to earth. And very nice person, and uh, he's still uh, he's very very keen to learn, very very. And always has, has he worked hard at his cricket to get where he is? Yes, yes. He's basically uh, from I know him from uh, because uh, uh, from the school time. He's not uh, miss any practice sessions. I know that personally. He's uh, not uh, missing any cricket things. Whatever the things, he's a hard worker. Even if he's come to home, he's always bowling to the... He keep, uh, sometimes he, he uh, puts some chairs or something in the garden and he bowls and he put his chair, shoe in somewhere and he bowled. He, from the school time, from the, I mean it from 16 years old, 15 years old time. So he's a very hard uh, worker from the beginning. And... You say that cricket is a religion. 
would you say that spin spin bowling is a very important part of that religion? Many youngsters may prefer and look to be a spin bowler rather than a fast bowler or a pace bowler. Yes, uh, I believe that because uh, especially he's a left arm bowler, so he's a left arm orthodox. So basically, uh, in Sri Lanka, uh, we had a the good left arm bowler, the Rangan Herat. Uh, he's uh, one of the legend in Sri Lanka, and uh, he's a we had we had a role models, but the Rangan Herat one of the special person. After the Rangan Herat, I saw Lasitha Muldeni. This is my personal. Uh, Explanation. I saw the Lassi Temple Denia. Uh, only one I saw that Lassi Temple, the left arm spinner Lassi Temple Denia doing is really well after the Rangan Herat. So I uh, basically it's my as my opinion. Uh, we need little more people from the left arm spinners to the Sri, uh, Sri Lankan uh, cricket team. But uh, at the moment he's doing really well. I think he had uh, he's having a good future. So I think if he continues, uh, maybe another record uh, maker in future. And he has a very lovely, smooth uh, bowling action. It's it's beautiful to watch from side on. Has that always been the case? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, he's sometimes he's uh, we we are chatting after the match. Sometimes not all the all the times. Sometimes uh, and he's. Uh, He's always there. Now I I he, I chat with him yesterday, and he's. I said uh, I said you did really well yesterday, but he's targeting is. Uh, he's not happy. I said why? Uh, I'm not happy because uh, I couldn't got root out. His main main target is uh, to get out the root. So, and uh, and uh, the root is uh, one of the best player in the world, not in the England. So I think, and, and he's. he's his, his performances is perfect his consistency is perfect so i think he scored another 100 today so yes. it's no great shame for a bowler to come up against a, a world class batsman and struggle because uh, many True. many bowlers will struggle against him True. i'm i'm with you and uh, even lasit lasit also doing really well and he's he's trying to uh, uh, stop uh, playing shots basically, and uh, the, his main thing is he's always doing these sweep shots. <laughs> That's a very problem for the spinners at the moment, and they still they are finding uh, some solution for that. I think. <laughs> yes, and I I think one of the interesting tussles always between a spin bowler and a batsman is how they can change the way they're bowling to to prevent run scoring shots and to p- apply some pressure. Um, so, Janica, just to finish now, two two questions for you. Um, yeah. When you lived in Wales, what was it that you missed about Sri Lanka? Uh, main thing is my we are we are as a Sri Lankans we are very family based people, so we always live with families. So that is the main thing we missed in Sri Lanka when we lived in the UK, especially parents, so and uh, other relatives. So we have a lot of uh, uh, cultural uh, things, basically uh, New Year and even the Christmas and these all, excuse me, these all uh, in family-based uh, celebrations. And, and so uh, now you have family close by and you can visit and see everyone? I'm living with, I'm living with family at the moment. So living with my parents. 
that's how sri lankans live basically and uh, they always like to live with family and now you're back in sri lanka is there anything you miss about wales cricket <laughs> straight cricket <laughs> and and lovely people john and edwina so and some good uh, good uh, sri lankan community and then my job basically i did i i work in i think uh, do you remember the the pillars and uh, louis restaurant is one of the oldest restaurant in cardiff yes uh 85 years old restaurant louis restaurant and pillars restaurant it's a little chain restaurant so i work it's a welsh one so i miss that too And the I, first I thing is cricket. First thing is cricket. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask you at the bin- beginning, but tell us a little bit about your business in Sri Lanka. What do you do? I I am running a hotel in Sri Lanka. So it's a beachfront hotel. It's in the coastal areas. From 2016 August to up to now, uh, we are running a hotel trade. So basically, I have a, uh, one hotel called Blue Beach in uh, down south. so and i'm running another company called travel company excellent rest travels uh, i would uh, like to uh, i would like to invite anyone who wants to come to sri lanka don't bother to contact me anytime okay well that's <laughs> like very kind them, yeah. perhaps we can put a link uh, on the uh, uh, on the pages for the podcast so people can find you uh, if they want to of come course, and visit no problem final Thank question you very much. final question Will you ever come back to Wales? Uh yes, if we were planning to come to Wales on uh, this uh, April for a uh, 14 days to visit Wales because my little one born in Wales and she, uh, that's uh, she only lived one and a half years but she don't have any much idea about the Wales I want to I want to uh, take her to the united kingdom again and so where are you born and where do you live and where because uh, one 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 she was born when when she was born she always go with me to cricket my wife and she she was in the court middle of the ground sometimes i play cricket john knows that always uh, and edwina too and uh, so i missed really well so if i could uh, come on this i don't think so with the covid situation but uh, in this pandemic situation i will prefer to come on next year or d- after that if i get a chance the first chance i will come to wales uh, for a little time definitely okay that's great thanks very much for your time today janaka it's been lovely speaking to you thank you thank you very much seven thank you thanks a lot and uh, we'll meet you again one day That's it for this second bonus episode of the week. Hope you've enjoyed it. Do join us again next week on Friday when our very own Alin Reese Chivers will be speaking to Alin Win Bevan in a Welsh language episode. And hopefully we'll be hearing some more stories about the great game of cricket in the great country of Wales. Bye for now. Au revoir.